Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden or boxes to check than a deeply personal connection with our Creator. We are also surrounded with messages that tell us that our value is in our ability to get things done, while at the same time saying that we as women shouldn't stand out or draw attention to ourselves. My name is Emily Lewis, and you're listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. For 26 years of my life, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep God happy by doing all the things. I was desperate to be good and to belong. So I exhausted myself by checking the boxes and squeezing myself into the expectations of what others and what I thought God wanted from me. But when I learned that God loves me unconditionally and with radical grace, that allowed me to let go of toxic relationships with the church and myself. Now, as a beloved daughter of God, a wife, a mom, a kids ministry pastor, a speaker, and a worthiness coach, I am confidently living the life that God meant for me. I'm here to help you overcome beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you too can live a well-rested life, ask for what you want, confidently expect to receive what you're worth, and have deep, authentic relationships with God, yourself, and others. When you are grounded in God's grace and own who He says you already are, it opens up the door for the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I'm Emily Lewis, and I'm so glad you're here, friend. Hey there, friend. Welcome to this episode. I'm so glad that you're here. Get ready for a kind of fire episode because I'm fired up about something, and I'm just going to jump right in. Welcome. So glad you're here. Aren't you glad you're here? Buckle up. So recently I had a reel on Facebook go to whatever side of the internet the really critical people are and obviously people who have a lot of hurt in the way that they were responding to this reel, which was fine because it was getting more views and traction because people were commenting on it which is hilarious and whatever. But one of the comments was a gal asking where my husband was. And she commented on another post of mine and asked if my husband approved of what I was doing. And I have a lot of thoughts about that question. Now she, this isn't for her. This is not a response back to her. But this is something that a lot of us need to learn and be aware of how we're letting this impact our lives is the opinions of people that are closest to us. We think about people pleasing and we think about the way we show up or fear of what people online might think of us if we say a certain thing or fear of what distant relatives might say or whatever, but really the people that are impacting our lives the most in their opinion, are the people we care about and we love. And first off, this isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that we care what other people think. We are wired for connection and we are created with a need for belonging and we want to be accepted. We want to be part of the in group of whatever crowd we're in. And that's hardwired into us so that we can stay safe, so that we can be in community. We need that. 
What happens when we're people pleasing is we're trying to control other people's perceptions of us. We're trying to manage how other people see us so that we will be accepted. We can try to take on a different shape or personality or even our tone changes. Did you know that the, the way our throats are designed, the, our vocal tone changes when we're around different groups of people. And that is because we've been designed for community, for communal living. Isn't that amazing? This happens to me all of the time. And I don't know if it's my adaptive personality or what, but I adopt people's voices and their hand gestures so fast. I can tell a couple hours later who I've been hanging out with because I talk like them. I sound like them. My tone changes, my inflection changes, the, my body language changes. It's crazy. Now that is just how I respond. That's not me trying to fit in. That's not me consciously trying to be something that I'm not. I just am that way. It's how I operate, but it highlights our need for community in that big of an example where we see that we need belonging. So in our efforts to please other people, we're doing it because we want to be accepted. We have that core need. And so when we look at it that way, we can release any shame or guilt that we have over people pleasing or trying to make others happy and just be, we can just let ourselves see that pattern and recognize it for a pattern rather than assigning a meaning or a story to it. So even if we don't have a huge people pleasing tendency that we've identified, the people who are closest to us, their opinions matter so much to us. Those are the people that we fear the most judgment from because we care about them most, because we have the most to lose. Like if they don't like who we are, we would feel horrible. We would feel like we were, there was something wrong with us. And a lot of us are carrying that fear that maybe there just is something wrong with me, or maybe that's why people don't like me, or maybe there's something wrong with me. And if I let other people know that there's something wrong with me, then they'll reject me. So we can have that fear, even if the rejection or pain or trauma has been realized, we've just walking around afraid that people are going to reject us. And with this fear of what other people think comes so much baggage, so much weight, so much heaviness. Now back to this comment about what my husband thought. I love the fact that my husband is in my corner. I love that he believes in me and I love that he is proud of me and excited for the work that I get to do and the opportunities that I have. But I can say that I'm getting to this place now where what he thinks of me matters less in my calling. That doesn't mean that I don't consult him for advice because he is wise and he's one of those people in my corner. That doesn't mean that we go out and we just do whatever, no matter what anybody else would say. But it does mean that if we have a tug inside of us towards something, or if we have a nudge from Holy Spirit to do something or to be something, to change something, 
that we're willing to change it no matter what, that we're willing to do it no matter what other people think. I hope this comes across as freeing for you, but it might feel heavy at first to recognize how much validation we seek from even the people closest to us. We want to be validated in our choices. We want to be validated in our journey. We want to be validated in the direction we're going rather than saying, I'm grounded. I'm at peace. I'm okay with me. And therefore I'm going to do this. I have peace with God. So I'm going to take action and do this. And that's enough. I don't remember if I've mentioned it recently, but I have a rock that was part of a worship experience. And this rock says, I am accepted by God. I wrote on it. That was the message that God needs me to hear. Because when I'm looking at other people or worried about what other people might think, or I'm distracted and feeling stuck or not taking action or taking too much action to try to prove that I'm worthy, to try to prove that I'm enough, try to get to this place where I feel okay with myself. We have to get to, we have to get back to this. I am approved of already. I don't have anything to prove. So if someone else disapproves, whether it's a stranger on the internet commenting on what you're doing or a friend that disapproves of the way that you're doing life now, or even someone really close to you, like a spouse or a parent, and they don't understand your calling and they don't understand God's vision for your life. We have to be okay with disappointing people. We have to be okay with doing things that other people aren't fully on board with where they might say, well, yeah, go for it. I I'm, I'm behind you, but I don't really, I don't really see the potential that you see with that. Or maybe they legit mock what you're doing and are like, that'll never work out. People talk about the high achievers and the, the dreamers that people are going after different things as if they'll come to their senses and we can let those things hold us back. We can feel like there's less that we should be doing that. Maybe we're playing too full out. Maybe we should be less. Maybe we are too much and we end up letting other people's opinions or vision for our lives overshadow what God has for us. Or we let other people's opinions overshadow our vision for our lives and start thinking that it needs to be something else or that it should be smaller instead of taking up all that space. And I'm so passionate about this guys, because I got stuck here for so stinking long. I spent decades literally of my life, trying to prove that I was good enough by checking all the boxes, trying to avoid failure or perception of failure, trying to avoid feeling like I got anything wrong and lived up to other people's standards, lived up to other people's expectation for me rather than being in tune with the Holy spirit and what God had for me rather than prioritizing my peace and my okayness with myself. I prioritized them and it's exhausting. It's a hard place to live. And it's so small 
compared to what God has for you. Whatever anyone else's version of their life looks like, when we try to push ourselves into that, even if it's an expansive, beautiful life that they're living, if it's not for you, you have to make yourself small in order to get into that mold, in order to get in that box. And you were never made to fit into that mold. You were made to stand out in your own, who you've been created to be. And trying to fit yourself in that mold will only lead to resentment, playing small and guilt. And I want to see you playing all out. I want to hear that you started that business that you wanted to start. I want to hear that you started homeschooling your kids and homesteading. I want to hear that you applied for that crazy job that took you across the country, no matter what other people thought. I want to hear that you pursued that degree or that calling on your life. Whatever that is, I would love to hear What are you inspired to do that maybe other people do not understand? And it's okay. We have to be okay with being misunderstood. And we have to shake off this fear of what other people think. Because the truth is, when you start being your authentic self more and more and more, not only does it give other people permission to do the same, to shine as brightly as they are supposed to shine, It also attracts people to you who love you for your true authentic self, not who you are supposed to be. And then those friendships fade as we change and grow, which some friendships just are seasonal and that's okay. But the friends who don't understand us, who are like, I don't get you. I, I can't be part of your life anymore because you've changed your beliefs or you've changed your lifestyle or you've, you've changed this about you. Those friendships were conditional all along and we can start building more authentic and unconditional more so relationships with people when we are our full selves. So play all out friend. Don't let what your husband, your friend, your best friend, your friend from elementary school or the person from your old church or the person from your current church dictate your life. It's yours to live and you're allowed to live it all out. You weren't made to fit in. You weren't made to be unnoticeable. You were made to be noticed. You were made to stand out in your own way. Here's two things that you can do if you want to start standing out and having more confidence and more courage to do scary things, no matter what other people think. Even if you are sure that somebody is going to have a certain opinion about it. You can do it with courage if you know that you are approved of by God and you are at peace with you. That's something that there's a stillness inside of you that even when circumstances don't line up, there's peace and you don't have to go, maybe I screwed up. Maybe I made the wrong decision. There's so much room for that kind of conversation in our head too. But some of those deep callings and the things that we're doing in our lives, we can be so sure of, and we can be so confident no matter what anybody else thinks. So these two things start by addressing the root belief. What is underneath your fear of what other people think? Is it a fear of rejection? Is it a fear of, of not measuring up? 
whatever that underlying belief is, it's informing how you take up space, address it, maybe have a hard conversation so that you can go forward into everything you're you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you need to set some boundaries in place with people. This isn't for them. This is for you boundaries with how you let people access you so that you can have the confidence going forward. And you don't have another voice inside of your head that's saying, "Mm, are you sure? Because we all have one of those already and it's our own brain. So we don't need other people. So again, number one, do the work to identify what that core fear is underneath underlying the action or the fear of what other people think, even if it's the people closest to you. And number two, address it, speak life and truth back to that specific fear, create some declarations and affirmations, or have a hard conversation, put some boundaries in place and protect your peace because you are already approved of by God. And that is enough. That is enough to give you the confidence to go forward and do what you've been called to do. Don't let it hold you back. The world needs you to be you. The world needs you to take up the space that you've been created to take up. And if you're feeling all kinds of ways about what other people think, and you wish you could operate with more confidence and peace, and you're not sure how to get down to those core beliefs that are underlying those fears and informing how you take up space and show up, it would be amazing to get a coach beside you, somebody who can help you untangle those, somebody who can continue to pour belief on your visions and your dreams and those nudges and that desire for more. And I can do that for you. I would love to be in your corner, cheering you on, giving you the confidence boost as you learn to believe in yourself and trust God more for more. You can go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching. If you put your name and email address there, I will reach out to you or you can simply send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. Thanks for hanging out with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day, friend. Thanks so much for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you or you heard a nugget that you needed, I invite you to share it with a friend. Who else relates and would be blessed by today's episode? And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered to own their worth too. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there is nothing you can do to add or take away from your worth. And there is nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you any less.